All right, back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. We got our first look at the team preseason week, and uh, Romeo Langford is the game winner of all people. But of course, so many other things to talk about throughout the week. Boston Sports has been—I mean, we'll get into it. But of course, we'll get into what the Celtics team has been looking like right now and what they're saying about this upcoming team. This, this, this team's got a lot to show and got a lot to prove, and we'll we'll, we'll dive into what we'll, what we think or expect from this from this Celtics team. I am Joseph Pavone, Joel Pavone here, Sean Dutra, fellas. How are we how are we feeling about this this first preseason game? I feel like we sort of talked about it on the on the text thread, but like before going into this episode, I'm like, well, how do you guys even feel about this team? Like, how, I feel like we've just like been throwing out vague comments on the in the in the group chat. So I'm like, how do you feel about the first look of this of the Celtics team against the Orlando Magic team that? Let's face it, they, they almost, I know it's a preseason game, but quote-unquote stole one, I guess. But the Celtics uh, won it by one point at the end. Ime Udoka, he said it before the game, before the start of the game, that none of the veterans, quote, so uh, that would be the starters and a few guys coming off the bench, weren't going to play any more than 25 minutes or so, right? So uh, when the Celtics they were down by, like, double digits um, going into the fourth quarter, it's it was like, all right, it's going to be the young guys who are going to, kind of show out here a little bit i didn't really expect like the uh, quote comeback to happen but yo the garden crowd was pretty electric for a fucking preseason game i don't know if y'all y'all would agree with you would agree with yeah, you on that. Felt like a, the, the 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 first <laughs> it felt like the regular season opener yeah it did yeah, yeah. right so it's you know considering that it was orlando and, and in the past orlando's been a, a you know a pain in the celtic side it's never like a it's rare when it's a one-sided game but um i think considering how many minutes everyone played, uh, I think it was a, I don't know, should I say preseason near classic? I don't know. I don't know. I can't compare any other like, preseason game that was <laughs> I like... I think we could say classic for a preseason game. But, yeah, but it's like, you know... That exists. That doesn't exist. Well, I mean, I mean, do you remember the, uh, the you know, the the, uh, the, the Rick Fox uh, fight with Doug Christie back in the day? It was a preseason game, you know? Something I mean, like it's that. a moment as a classic, but no one remembers that game, though. Like, uh, you know, yeah. who I mean, my, I mean, but it was like it was another playoff atmosphere. I'm, I'm talking about like the atmosphere type yeah. of shit. I, I mean, for the for a team that shot, what did they shot like 36 percent? For I mean, it, it was a celebrated win, not just because of the game winner, but more of like I like this team. You know, they're getting in people's faces. You see Schroeder yeah. getting in people's face. I mean, it was a I didn't win. see that once last season. When did anybody get into anyone's face last year? And yeah. we see it in a preseason game right away. Schroeder getting in people's faces. Josh Richardson is like, yo, what's up? The two new guys. And I'm like, okay, this is why Brad Stevens got these guys. Obviously, for what they do on the court, but also they had that sort of toughness that this roster really missed last year. And Brad knows that better than anybody. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, it was a gritty that's win. A, that's a direct reflection on the coaching change too, man. Like, no longer are they going to go yeah. into the into the huddle, you know, after playing a bad stretch and no one's going to tell them it's okay. You know, or like, we'll get them next. Like, it's in your face now, you know? Yeah, right. And also, too, I think you had a lot of, I think you had a lot of new guys not play to their potential, and that's probably why the Magic stayed in that game. But I, the spurts that I saw, the flashes that I'm I saw, off too, but yeah, uh, Mo Bamba, yeah, yeah, he's he's fighting for his NBA career right now, bro. So preseason's huge, right, man. Yo, what yeah. about the what about the former Celtic, yeah, uh, great Mo Mo Wagner that that was was killer, oh. was a killer. Yeah, I mean, so like I'm, you're not really worried about that, like in the regular season, I think. The only thing I'd be worried about is the fact that they only scored like 97 points. Like, uh, I don't know. They could have shot better. But all in all, the offense looked different. Uh, I don't know if you guys felt that way. A lot of running, yeah. I felt a that. Lot, I, I, I'd be surprised to see if I still saw a little bit of those like stand-up, like early shot clock threes. I hope that sort of mm. back a little bit, but. Okay. Yeah. You noticed that? You know what else I noticed? Uh, how long or, or what what percentage of the Celtics fan base is going to start saying in, in, you know, a few months into the season that, I don't know, Schroeder kind of hogs the ball a little bit, you know? I mean, I thought he was a great job of moving uh, moving with the ball, but then finding the open The defense guy. follows him, right? Yeah. They, he was finding the open guy. There was one play that he, like, Took the ball from like the he took the ball from the corner, brought it around, brought his defender over, and then swung it to Jalen Brown, who missed the three pointer, I think. But it's like that's that's the type of ball handler, distributor guy that this team hasn't had. You know, um, Kemba wasn't doing that. Kemba would have pulled up for the three right there. You know, so now you get a guy, 
he can distribute the ball. He also can hold himself offensively. It'll be interesting to see how much better he can make uh, Tatum and Brown. I know. It just reminds me of Rondo. Remember, like, so there's always that percentage of the fame of being like, he's, you know, he's got to pass the ball a little more. You know, he hogs the ball too much or he has it too well. Like, Schroeder, obviously seeing him in the Celtics uniform is just like, man, he's so Rondo. Like, 2012 Rondo. You know what I mean? Before yeah. the injury. Yo, Mike Gorman was gushing over it. Like, every time, like, Schroeder made a play, especially that, like, alley to to Al Horford, he was just, oh, man. He was just he yeah. was loving it. He was loving yeah. it. So we're gonna hear That's that. Day between those two. Yeah, we're gonna hear that 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 comparison throughout the season. So, you know, be prepared yeah. for that. And the thing about Rondo, everyone said, well, he can't shoot the ball. Uh, Schroeder's a better. He's not a great shooter, but he's a better shooter than Rondo. So, at least there's that. And also, my biggest takeaway: the NBA just better step out of Jason Tatum's way this year, man. That's my biggest takeaway. Like, oof, that dunk, that dunk though. Take over. Man, I mean, I know I've been saying this for three years straight, but this is the year, man, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, outside of his rookie season, yeah, you've been like, yo, this is his year, bro. This yeah. But no, honestly, after the Olympic performance, after what he's put in in the offseason, he didn't look tired. He didn't look overworked. I think he's just about to, new coach, like new energy. Like he, I, I'm telling you, he's dunking like, over people now. That was yeah. You didn't see that. You saw that in the first preseason. He surprised himself. If you see that, if you see the highlight again, the look on his face was just like, "Oh yeah, I can do this now. Like, let's go. Like, I forgot I can." Yeah, I mean, I'm big now. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, big. Yeah, he can always he could he, he always could do it. He's he's done it. I think now. Yeah, but he's remember gotta, the he's remember like, the no the, the freaking Tatum that would go that would bend his wrist up like three times before he lays up tries to lay it in or tries to draw a foul. Like, oh, yeah. who's different? Well, I mean, now, yeah, it's just that had a lot of a lot of uh, not that he's as tall as a lot onto the Kumpo vibe to that dunk where he just went right at him. He said, "Try and stop me, you can't," and then just dunked. Right. Well, I mean, with all the uh, all the added muscle, like the noticeable like added muscle, he better he better going yeah. up in there. Hell yeah, yeah! I love the fact that you just said that because that's exactly what made Giannis. That's what turned Giannis into a beast. He stopped trying to do this, like, you know, switching his his uh, his wrist up or whatever, just trying to get the soft contact. No, just body through people, you like, know, like, get to like, the free throw line. Just finish just, strong. Just get up in there, yeah. All up in there. But but that went <laughs> that went hand in hand with his with his physique though, because Giannis got into the gym and that's exactly what, what Tatum's doing right now. Yeah, the only the only difference is he's got a jumper as well. So, you know, just mix it up a little bit. Uh, Odoka said it after the game, he was just like, Yeah, we No, 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 no. Keep going to the keep going to the No, room. no, I got you, but my, my point is my point is it's <laughs> no. not it's not onto the Kumpo, you know, uh, you know, struggling from three or, or struggling from the free throw line like Jason. Right, Trump right. Already has those two check, you know, check those boxes off. No, no I'm just talking about <laughs> just him changing his his body, you know, like that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. That's what that's what superstars, you know, that's when they take that leap that Sean's talking about. Yeah, I mean, if he's gonna play and, the and four. Sean, don't don't say I told you so. When you know when it happens this year, gonna be like, oh, yeah, it was gonna happen this year. We all knew that, you know. Yeah, I mean, if he's gonna play oh, the four. Man. He's gonna play the four, and he—I he, think he's probably grown an, an inch or two. I don't think he's—I don't think he's—he's six nine like he's listed. He's a new age four. He's a new I age. Mean, four. Yeah, so I think he's gonna be playing the three from what it sounded like. Oh, Horford's gonna be in the starting lineup, right? Well, I guess I think it—I think it depends on uh, on matchups, but could be. Yeah. Well, from what is Christine Al? Even, like, even better if he is a three. Even better. Yo, Christine Al back in that Celtics uniform, by the way. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I um. I loved it, man. I love seeing Al back in there. Definitely, definitely got to get Jordan now that he's you know a little old. I got to get in that forty-two jersey, bro. Got to rep his Dominican half. Dominicano. Man. You gonna get him a little, a little old for Jordan? I tried to, I tried to get it already, man. He was all about it. He's like, yeah, forty-two. Platino power, baby. You got to, you got to point him out every time, all season long. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, man. Seeing him in this, even if it's a preseason game. And even though he didn't hit all those open shots, it just showed how many open looks he's going to get, whether it's from behind the arc, you know, whether he's switching on the pick and rolls, you know, that's the, the, the guy that this team was missing that could really spread the ball. The, the, the way that this team, the, the way the ball used to stick in people's hands last year, drove us crazy. You go, then I go, you go, then I go. Like guys like Horford and Schroeder will make sure that doesn't happen. You know, it's just, it's just in their nature to, for them to, you know, keep the ball moving at all times. Well, well, real quick, um, to add to add to that, if uh, Al Horford's going to be in the in the starting lineup or not, if when he if and when he is, like 
the double the double big tandem of of Robert Williams and, and Al Horford. I mean, that's a it. lot. That's a lot better than 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 Tyson and and Tristan Thompson from a year ago. Well, the fact that uh, that uh, Robert Williams' mentor is Al Horford, he's yep. mentioned that more than more than once. And what we saw in in in, in the first game with with Al, you know, just picking up where he left off, send those picks, just all the things that he does on on both ends of the floor. Like with those two, that's a recipe for success if you want to go the bigger man route. The two the two bigs in the lineup. Yeah, I love the big lineup. I think, I, and also too, like Al Horford playing on a bad team last year was playing so good they literally benched him because he was winning. He was helping them win games, man. They didn't want to win, and and, and they didn't want to hurt his trade value. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had a lot to do with it. It was only helping his trade value the way he was playing. Well, yeah, yeah that and it helped him come in like fresh and ready to go. He had him, you know, he'd been in the playoffs almost every year in his career, and he had the longest like off season he's ever had. And he's coming in. He's not looking like a 35-year-old, I'll tell you that. I, I was just going to say that he looks a little bit younger than the last time we saw him. Right. <laughs> he, aged, he aged in Philly. That's what happened. Philly would do yeah, that. How about, the, how about the way Jalen Brown just came out? Just like, yo, I'm back. You know, like, yo. it's almost like I forgot for a little bit. I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, JB. you've been out for a while. People didn't even expect to see you until at least the start of the season. He said it weeks ago. Like, no, no, I'll be ready for preseason. He and look. He, he looked great. And he said that the wrist is not even 100% yet. So, yeah. I mean, that was good news to hear from him. But, yeah, man, you talk about, you know, Tatum having a big season, which I think will definitely happen. Jalen could easily have just as big of a season. Yo, speaking well, of, yeah, speaking of someone else that had a long offseason, he, he didn't look like he missed the beat either. So, I think I think he's gonna be he's gonna be asked to probably carry a little bit of a load of the scoring earlier in the season, especially since Tatum played in the playoffs, played in the Olympic while Jalen was recouping. So you know you can give Tatum some early season rest in a game where maybe you know he instead of playing thirty three minutes a night, he's he can he can play twenty three because Jalen's carrying the team. You know something like that's gonna be huge. Uh, and yeah, I thought it was all good stuff. He looked healthy, looked good, ready to go. Like there's no no signs of uh now was it a shooting hand or was it his, his off hand, right? It's his off hand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Off hand. Good, yeah. But I I think I think he even had a little uh handle there. Uh even Gorman jumped out and was like, Oh, look at that fit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, hey, both hands are working fine. Um but here's the question. What's going on over there. Here's the question. Is this team all right, let me ask it this way. Is he a number two? Is is he going to step into that role? If we think Tatum's going to step into the championship number one, is this the year that Jaden Brown is not like a two, three? He's a number two, solidified, all-star. Like That means like 23 points a night. You know what I mean? Does he have that in him? Uh, I think he does. He put I, think he, I, I think he does, but I don't know if that... Okay. <laughs> I think he does, but... If that sacrifices this, the 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 continuity between the team, then like I don't like I feel like when you the, the question you just asked, I feel like you can't ask that now because go, going into the season, I feel like both of them are like no, it's one A and one B, it's two alphas. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think one of them has to be the alpha, but I'm willing to see if they can prove me wrong. I mean, that's just me. No, but I, to answer your question, yeah, he could absolutely do that, but I don't want this to be a you know. You go, I go, you know, type of uh, approach going into the, the same type of mindset that they had last year. Well, if you're looking for, you know, this team to build new culture or, or rebuild a new culture, then, I mean, the 1A, 1B thing, I think that's better suited than what we've been seeing, you know, over the past, uh, you know, season, season and a half, right? In terms of both of them just going out there and balling and not worried about all the white noise, right? Jalen has been outspoken uh, during the training camp saying, look, you know, I've been hearing everything y'all saying, and and, and I just want to, you know, set the record straight. We both can ball. Like, just let us ball and right. and, and let the let let the coaches deal with that because it's like it's, 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 there's a reason why there's, you know, a brand new coaching staff and, and, and essentially a brand new roster. What do you think, Sean? Can there be two alphas? I, I don't think I don't think two alphas on a team coexist very well historically in the NBA. I mean, what championship team had legitimate two alphas? Shaq and Kobe. That's the only one I could think of. Yeah, you're probably right. That you're probably It was right. worth it. 
You know, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> worth it, not for the long term, but it, right then, constantly yeah. butting heads. I mean, let's just be honest, though. MJ and Pippen. No, Jordan was the alpha. Jordan was the alpha, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I hear what you're saying, yeah, but Jordan, but Jordan without Pippen, it was more like Jordan it, and uh, Phil Jackson. <laughs> like Jordan yeah. without Pippen wasn't wasn't the same, and Pippen I, without Jordan, same thing. I got you, but I'm just saying, like at the end of the game, you knew who was getting the ball. And yeah, exactly, exactly, right, exactly. Like and and yeah, I I I one thousand percent agree. I mean, none of these. No, the thing is, Shaq had won MVPs. Kobe was in MVP form. That's a that's a little. I don't know. I I, I guess I guess you're right though. But it just doesn't happen that often. Even if you look at like right, that was uh, twenty years ago. Yeah. Even if you look at the 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 Warriors, right, with Durant and Steph, I mean that could maybe be another one you look at. But whose team was that? Durant's. It's Durant's team. <laughs> Steph took a backseat to Durant, right? There had right. even though the year before that it was Steph's team by a month. So I don't know. Man. It turned it turned into history, and and see that's the part that I'm 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 worried about because remember the I don't there's a couple of reports behind it, but I feel like it wasn't really put out there. But remember the the, the, the one of the deciding factors that Durant said that really made him say, you know what, this is going to be a good decision was after he met with the Warriors and Steph Curry said, look, if you're worried about who's going to be this, this is going to be your team, okay. Similar to the conversation that LeBron James and Dwayne Wade had after the first year at when they failed. Because they were both trying to do the thing. They were both trying to be Alpha 1, Alpha 2. Yeah. And Dwayne Wade said, no, LeBron, you have to be the Alpha. And they talked about it over the summer. And you guys know what happened the following year against the against the OKC Thunder. Like That's just how it usually goes in the NBA. And especially in this in, with this generation, yeah. I feel like it, it sort of has to be that, that, that clear-cut hierarchy. Now, the, the, the one part of this that I think could maybe sway things in the other in, 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 in the good direction for the Celtics is if this whole Ime Udoka picking two captain thing is going to be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, like maybe that's sort of the the crown that they need to, to I, I don't know, maybe that's Ime's way of saying like, look, you guys really have to be responsible for this team and I'm putting it on you guys to figure things out and to really lead these guys. I mean, they've they've pretty much been together their whole careers, right? And especially the last two or three seasons, everyone knows that these are the these are gonna be these are the faces of the franchise. Like that's that's not that's that's undisputed, right? So when it comes to uh, Ime wanting to pick two captains, it doesn't necessarily I don't think have to be the two best players on the team. I mean, it could easily be. I mean, so I think captains and alphas two different things. Yeah, I agree. Horford and Marcus Smart could e- easily be the captain. I, that's, that's that's my pick. That's I my mean, pick. Jason, yeah, but, those, I, but at the end of the does day, does it though? Like nowadays, like I feel like this is like a new era. Like the new what a captain is now. Well, I like, mean, you no, know, they keep bringing like, in like they haven't had a captain since Rondo. Like this is he's bringing this back for a reason. And I feel like if you're gonna do that, then why not make it obvious? Because you know, you know, Marcus Smart's gonna be. The quote unquote captain in his own right. He's that's he's that's who he is. Like he doesn't. He even said that himself. Like, I don't need that that title, or whatever. No, I know, I know that. But look at, and this might be a, a a weird example. Look at Miami. Why do they keep bringing back Haslam? He's been the fucking captain there for like a decade plus. No one. Yeah, but he's an OG that that has rings on his fingers. Uh, though. All right, all right that, okay. But before even before he got the rings, he was always he was always a captain, and. When you when you talk about the Celtics now, when what year did the Pierce become the captain? Right after after uh, Antoine got traded, and I don't even think it was even right away that Pierce became the captain or, or was named the captain. For me, when it comes to like that title, it's it's the coach's decision for someone that they think the roster is going to respect, and I don't see any any other any other reason to name Al Horford other than that. Well, let me let me put it this way. What if the captain thing, though, is like I think Marcus Smart's going to be a captain, right? I think that, that that's just why they brought him back. Like I think that's a lock. But then, what if the captain way is saying like, "Hey, this is Jason. Like if this is Jason Tatum's team. Like you know what I mean? Like he oh, may, to, to, to reinforce the message. <laughs> reinforce the message. Yeah. Like yeah. why? First off, why name two captains? I don't get that. But uh, anyway, this, <laughs> no. But okay. No. All right. Let's let's go. I love that. On the on, on the Goddard report, I think it was John that said it. He was just like, 
no, maybe it was Jimmy. He was like, yo, picking picking two captains, you're picking no captains, right? Everyone's captain. Yeah, I mean, no, like they, let's go with that, though. Uh, when they made two managers, and they, they were like, hey, every successful every successful ship has two captains, you know? Uh, <laughs> but let, no, but let's let's go with that, Sean, right? You're, you're saying... No? You're saying smart. You're saying smart would be you're 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 thinking he's a shoe in, right, for the one of those spots, right? I do. So then I maybe do. maybe the maybe they they pick Horford because maybe he's never had that role of being like the leader of a team. He's always been the quiet leader in the locker room, but now you're giving him that role, then maybe he is gonna gonna really take that to heart. Yeah. He's gonna get into people's faces and shit. In the no, locker room man. and shit. I, I think that I think that it's it, it is Al Horford is there to be the leader to like the yin to the yang to Marcus Smart. You know what I mean? Marcus Smart's going to lead you this way and he's going to be in your face. Then Al's going to be there to be like, yo, you know what he means? Like, you know, but he like still do it. You know what I mean? Like you need that. The good cop, bad cop type of leadership. Yeah, fine. That could work, but I don't know. The emotional guy, emotional guy versus the, you know, the quiet guy. I got you. Exactly. So, but, but at at the end of the day, like I, just think two captains is a little weird. And if you're not going to name your best player and future MVP candidate a captain, that could go the other way, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, now Jason Tatum's sitting there being like, wow, I get it if you name one captain, but there was two captains. And this is my team, clearly, and I'm not a captain. Like, and I'm, I'm supposed to, like, I don't know, man. It just seems, it seems... A little strange, a little strange, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I don't, uh, I don't get why they're putting themselves in this predicament, but it is what it is. I mean, maybe it's just part of the the master plan to get everybody in, on the same page, which clearly they were not last season under but Brad Stevens. Wouldn't you want Tatum to feel like, no, I'm the fucking captain of this team, this my team. I'm never leaving. Like I'm the captain of the Celtics. You know well, what I mean? It's, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's the humble him and 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 and, and Brown. I don't think he needs to be. Do they, you know, do they do the obnoxious C? Imagine. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they, you know? I hope I hope they have the C for Marcus and then the A for Al Horford, like it's the Bruins. <laughs> yeah, I love the new the new uh, Nike swoosh on the on the jerseys. Oh, like oh the, yeah, like the shiny joints. That, yeah, that Vista print. Yeah, that's just a, that's just annoying. Such a step down from GE, man. Such yeah, a- but even the GE was bad. So you're right; it, it went, it's gone worse. Oh, oh, at least GE was a logo that literally looks like a like just a letters on the jersey. Just like you no, know it reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, back in the day when you were like going through fonts, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the obnoxious headline one. Like yeah, when you just put the mouse to it, and then it, you, your your text turns into that obnoxious. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it like, the, looks- like the bold block. Yeah, the bold block. Like, do you want this one? It's like, no. This it's is a big PowerPoint presentation font. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the one that no one uses. Though. No so, one. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag. We're back in better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Joel. Hey, Joel. Joel, you ready for this? Ready for this? Yes. All right, Sean. It's that time, bro. We're going to look ahead, man. we got a schedule now. Oh no. God. Ready this to go? Dude, this dude we was definitely not ready for that. This dude was we definitely not ready for that. that. Are we? He was definitely no, not ready for that. No, his, eyes, his eyes just fucking just got like 10 times bigger. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, a little heads up there. time, but you I'm, hate to I'm see always it. ready you to hate look to ahead. see it. <laughs> oh, my Woo-hoo. God. Yeah, so Sean was Sean was definitely that dude that uh, when when after coaches showed you the play, he just put the dude on the spot, called call the play out, and just didn't know what the fuck it is. 
He's like, I, I called a play. If they didn't know the play, then I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Coach, we've never run that. I just fucking called the play. Just go and just do it. All right. Yeah, man. I mean, who needs a playbook when you got, you know, other people to memorize that shit? Um, all right. Am I really looking ahead? Yeah, man. Google it, motherfucker. Yeah, man. You guys want to know the schedule? Dude? All right. All right. <laughs> oh. I, I'll, I'll tell you, and then you pretend like you. You know, I you already have it, you have it in front of you. Got it. I got all it. Right, right. right here. Right on the phone. There we go. Multitasking. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I was going to say, what kind of feature do you have? You just did some futuristic shit. That's the feature. The way you did that, that that's the way you're going to be able to like pull up a screen like in the middle of the sky. Maybe uh, like a clear boy or something. Yeah. It's like Minority Report. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want one of those screens. You're going to watch TV like in the freaking in your bathroom <laughs> Yeah, I want one of those screens. It's like minority. He just puts the glove on and starts moving pictures around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one can see that, but, uh, you know, you know what I'm doing. Yeah, I see what you're doing. All right. Uh, that was just like, yo. Yeah, I legit, I legit thought Windows was going to, like, create some shit like that after that movie. <laughs> That's how Steve Jobs came out with swiping. Yo, the most the worst, part, the worst part about that whole that whole thing though is they had all that crazy insane technology and then a fucking marble comes out of the machine like a marble is the thing that you get and you're like oh there's a name uh, that that's the, it's a marble machine it was you like know? a it was like a fucking uh pool table pool table <laughs> pool table ball cue ball it's on who just saw this playing bro uh, okay we got the raptors Coming to Boston Saturday night. It's a big weekend in Boston, everybody. Big weekend in Boston. Celtics, uh, Raptors. Uh, eh, okay, really quickly, other than Pascal Siakam, give me three players on the Raptors this year. Uh, OG Alanui. Um, Dragic. Uh, what? Dragic. Oh, yeah, Dragic. Uh, who else? Who was thrilled to get traded there, by the way? <laughs> yeah. The answer is... They will stink this year. That's how- <laughs> so, yes, I, uh, I, <laughs> in other words, <laughs> in other words, it's like, so you guys are proving my point. All right. <laughs> yeah. In other words, I could say that about any other NBA team and all of us would be like, bum, 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 bum. There you yeah. go. Like, no problem. The Raptors, they've lost a lot. No more Kyle Lowry. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be like that, that, uh, that light skin dude. What's his name? <laughs> Aaron Baines still up there? Oh wait, hold on, man. Isn't Van Van Vliet on there still? Oh yeah, yeah he's, oh, he's, their, he's their money man. Yeah, Van Vliet. <laughs> yeah, be great this year. That's what I was alluding to. When I said the freaking light skin dude. Oh. <laughs> was, yeah, how about to say Drake for a second? But nah, you don't play. I threw a blank. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> goes Drake. <laughs> Van Vliet should have went to the Knicks when he had a chance. <laughs> that way. Uh, Run it through the six with my whoa. <laughs> So that's uh, Saturday night. Wednesday, they got a couple days off. Wednesday, continue to hold the preseason in Orlando. Awesome. COVID city. I like how these games are spread out. That's good. Yeah. And, and I did hear the team has a uh, planned, a team trip planned to Disney uh, on the Tuesday before the game. Just uh, living it up. Flash Mountains on the table, I heard. I heard the. There's going to be a picture of the whole team on the thing, like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, no, are you serious? I don't think you're serious. I mean, I mean, I could absolutely see them doing this. as like a little preseason, you know, bonding. memory thing, like yep. a team bonding moment. Yeah, I could yeah. do that. But they, had a, uh, they had a team dinner. They went out on a team dinner. So they are, they are doing things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Udoka, <laughs> likes, Udoka likes that, to, you know, build chemistry and get to know his players. Plus, Udoku, little known fact, big goofy guy. So he's going to be there. He's bringing the team. All right, Sean. All right, and then uh, well done. Well done. Oh, I mean, there's one more game left. We don't want to preview the preseason. Well, no, I mean, like, oh, there's only one. Oh, yeah, there's only one more, right? Yeah. Yep. That's the following week, isn't it? Um. It's, yeah. I thought it was we'll like, do another, I thought it was like two days later. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. October fifteenth, they go to Miami to play. Yes. Yeah, next Friday. Yep. That's the uh, whole preseason. That's all preseason. They've already won one. They've got three more games in the preseason. They're not playing the same team five times like they did last year. Who did they play last year? Like five times? Man, there was only two games last season, man. There was two games. 
Oh, they played the Knicks twice. Yeah. Then they played oh, the, like the Knicks in Orlando. You're talking about the Hornets from like 2019 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. All right, that's all we got for the preseason. Uh, preseason records, gents, what is the preseason record for the Celtics? Go ahead and tell us, Sean. What do you think? <laughs> Doesn't matter what I think. Matters what you think. <laughs> yeah, already know. 2 0? Well, they play four games, so that would be uh, mathematics. Oh, 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 oh all together. No, we're just doing, doing, we're just doing two and up. Two and up. I'll say two and up. Two and up. Three and up. Three and up. Excuse me. Three and up. Okay. Well, all together, they would be three and up. So, four and up preseason. You think they're going to be undefeated in the preseason? That's a great no, no, sign. That's, for, that's counting. That's counting, the, right? The first game they've played already. Well, we didn't look at the last episode, so. <laughs> We've only been right, talking so. about this game. Well done. More rusty, you know. Not your, not, not your greatest, there, bro. No, that's what the preseason's for, right? That's, yeah, what the, get, that's what this for, you know. Get the rust out. I didn't even, I didn't even mentally prepare. We were in, um, yeah. we were in preseason mode. Last time I tried to preview the net series, you guys said no. So I figured, you know, figured it wasn't happening today. All right, let's wrap this up the way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street. That trip around the NBA with Joel's. In case you missed it. 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 <laughs> wow, wow, wow. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. There's a shitload of stuff here. Uh, yeah, massive. To discuss. Um, but first and foremost, <laughs> the news of the fucking day here. 18 former players have been federally charged for allegedly. I got to say that, right? Because, you know, they're still they're still on trial here or they're about to go to trial. Allegedly defrauding the NBA's health and Welfare benefit plan out of approximately what about four million dollars. Touching, and uh, I don't have to, I don't know if you have to worry about saying allegedly too much. They're not gonna have any money for lawyers to come after us, bro. They're gonna spend it all. Well, I mean, the- I mean, just to just to throw that first part out there, I you know, I'll, I'll just keep it at that. So, allegedly, allegedly, all right. So, according to the indictment, former uh, former player Terrence Williams, I guess he was the head honcho on this, he orchestrated. A plan to uh, submit false claims to the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan by supplying false invoices from a group of uh, other former players in exchange for kickback payments to Williams. The indictment also states Williams was paid about $230,000 in kickbacks from 10 other players. Uh, the players involved, uh, even uh, some of their relatives, submitted about $3.9 million in fraudulent claims and actually received $2.5 million in fraudulent payments. So. As this episode is being recorded, 16 out of the 18 players that have been charged are in uh, federal custody per the U.S. Attorney's Office in, in the Southern District of New York. Who's at large? So, who are these 18 players? Obviously, I'm not going to name all 18 players, but there's a lot of Southern connections, though. A lot of Southern Wait, connections. Who's the two that aren't in custody? Are they on the, are they in the lamb? I don't know yet. They just haven't mentioned who's in custody and who's not in custody. They just mentioned Ooh. 16 one of them is 18. definitely big baby. One of them is one thousand percent. Not going down like this. I'll give you that. He's not going down. So big baby's in New Zealand right now. So yeah. So <laughs> big baby. Big baby's one of them, right? Tony Allen, right? Milk Palacio. <laughs> Miracle Milk. Yo, like, probably probably, probably the, the nicest. Palacio. Probably the nicest guy on this list of players. By the way, I don't know how he got up involved in this. I just, I'm just, I'm wondering the same thing. Like one I of guess, these things is not like the others. Man. I guess, I guess. I, know, I, wonder, I wonder how many of these people are just like, what the hell are you talking about? I guess G League, or, or they just never thought this was going to catch up to. Them. I guess G League coaching doesn't pay well, uh, apparently, for uh, for good old Milt, uh, Darius Miles. Remember, you know, he had a cup of coffee here in uh, in Boston, and uh, I guess, I guess his podcast with uh, with Q Rich isn't doing as well because you know what the fuck are you doing? You get involved in some shit like this, sure. uh, and, and Sebastian exactly. Sebastian Telfair. Just to name a few, also, uh, yeah, on the list of uh, players who are Not, being charged. It's always bad. It's always bad news for Sebastian. Huh? Never good. Uh, you know what? T- Terrence Williams is. Jeez, uh, <laughs> dude, just like where do I begin with this guy? No, because you know what? Yeah, I met him. I met him before. Pissed about Terrence Williams is that he should have been really good in the NBA. He was a stud at Louisville, man. And I was yeah, like, he was a shooter. When the Celtics got him, I was like, whoa, he can't. He's like, he, he, he was like a, a point forward that could shoot. And just, and that he, I don't, I just don't think he wanted to play basketball anymore. 
he wanted to just commit crimes because this isn't his first crime. Well, I can just imagine, like, uh, how did he recruit these this group of players? Be like, guys, I got the perfect fucking scam that's going to be you know foolproof, and no one's going to catch us because no one probably gives two fucks about us after we've been playing anyways. I think that's exactly what he told people. I don't know. I think that's that, that, exactly. That sounds like the selling point. They were like, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's insurance fraud. You don't think you're going to go down for insurance fraud, but no. Anytime you're federally charged, they've been peeping you for a minute. This is not, yeah. like, this more is not like from yesterday. This is not from like yesterday and shit. Read more names. Alan Anderson was in there. <laughs> yeah, he was. All right. Uh, yeah, Alan Anderson is uh, is on the list. Shannon Brown. Oh. Will Bynum. Will Bynum. He hates to see it. Christopher Douglas Roberts. Yeah, that... Uh... <laughs> Actually, you guys have, like, no response for these names. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you're right. These are uh, these are players that... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The lead... Pro- I mean, Joel, you were right. Joel, like Joel said, these are, these are players that they, they thought the lead don't give a fuck about us. Yeah. Yo, Jamario Moon. No? Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. He, so you, got, you, got, you got a handful of uh, big three standouts. Yeah, I'm gonna say the big three is taking a hit. Eddie Eddie Robinson, no. Ring any bells? All right, yeah. bro. What else you mean? <laughs> you asked for it. That's why I only mentioned the Celtics player because I was like, no, I don't know if you guys are even gonna, you know, is this even gonna like, you know, register on your radar for some of these players I mentioned. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, yeah. the NBA and the uh, the Player Association they released their their statement saying that you know they're gonna cooperate with the investigation. Um, I, I saw somewhere that like the the NFL too, something similar going on in the NFL. So I don't know if this is like all all the sports leagues are being like audited or some shit. I don't know. Anyways, well, you know, it's about time. So I was like, I was really concerned there. You know, where you know pe- people you know mis misappropriating their their funds for uh, you know health reasons after their play stop playing. You know. You know, these athletes make a lot of money. Guys. You know, you know, it's just like, like, like these no. leagues don't have to do this. <laughs> no, you know what does suck is the fact that the league. This is a service. No, I'm just kidding. No, the league literally chews these players up, spits them out, yeah. and, and gives them health benefits. But, like, like they're, they're, like, they're okay. Like, the, <laughs> the NFL's a different story. The NFL's a totally different story. But, like, the fact that they're, you know. I don't know. It's a long, long thing, but that's why the NFL got in so much trouble because of their uh, the way they were handling concussions and the fact that they don't give the health care to players after a certain amount of time. It's like cheap health care. So yeah, man, take yeah. care of these players that are making you billions of dollars. Take care of them like you know, like you should. So uh, man, no, no, no excuse to go steal money from the plan. Though. So yeah, yeah. I still, still. All right. So uh, speaking of the NBA and the uh, Players Association, they've agreed. To a reduction in pay of one, one, one ninety one, one. This is just a weird number. One ninety one point six of a player's salary, right? So one ninety ninety one point six of, right? See what I mean? Talk about the league trying to screw their players over. Of a player's salary for each game of an unvaccinated player who misses their home market because of local laws. For example, Kyrie, who's about to miss tonight's game. The Nets are playing against the Bucks. He would lose roughly about three hundred eighty-one thousand dollars per game. All right. Oh, and by the way, you know how uh, these mandates are are in New York and San Francisco. Well, it looks like L.A. might be next possibly. on the on the list. You know, possibly. So that would affect the Lakers and the Clippers, obviously. Um, but you know, according to the uh, that's that's according to the Associated Press. So, yeah, and guess who decided to get vaccinated after he was uh, adamant that, you know, he still needed some research? Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins, yeah. That was quick. I mean, you know, the thing about Wiggins is I heard. Big wigs. The reason why he didn't want to get vaccinated was because he literally, like, last year had an allergic reaction to a medicine. Like, okay, that's that's probably, like, if there's one person I'm like, okay, maybe you have a really good, you know, reason. The problem is Kyrie. I mean, let's be honest. The problem is Kyrie Irving just doing this because he wants to. He doesn't no, know anything is wrong. Listen, listen. No, listen, listen, listen. The thing, the thing that cracks me up about this with Kyrie, you know, since our last episode and up until now, um, the Nets, the, every time they're asked, they're just like, he's not here. All right? He hasn't been in practice. 
We could move the practice out of state, but we're not going to do that. We could go down to fucking New Jersey, but we're not going to do that. All right. So don't ask us about fucking Kyrie because we don't know what he's going to, what, what he's up to. And even Duran yeah, is like, be. and even Duran is like, look, I like to, uh, you know, uh, assume or, or for the, for the betterment of the team that, you know, he's going to make the right choice here or make the right decision. But, you know, people call me naive, but <laughs> that's where I'm at when it comes to Kyrie. Uh, Jay-Z's short-sightedness of moving the Knicks to Brooklyn out of New Jersey. You should have seen this. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking, what, 12, 12 years ago? <laughs> yeah, he should have seen it coming. What do you guys think is going to happen? Like, what's, the, what's the prediction? Do you think he just ultimately gets vaccinated? Like, How, how long does he, does he do this? He's not going to get vaccinated. He's not going to get vaccinated. I think what his plan is is to just wait it out until like he that somebody they they cave. But this isn't going to cave. Like I don't think I I think he's gonna miss a very long time, like a very long time of home games. I and then yeah. eventually, eventually the Nets are going to say we're trading. We're not dealing with this. Like he's going to get traded if he if he doesn't get vaccinated. Well, the NBA has also informed their players that unvaccinated players who breach quarantine in Toronto face criminal charges, all right? Unvaccinated players are only able to leave a hotel room for team activities in accordance to the Canada Quarantine Act. Any violation could lead up to six months in prison and or a $750,000 fine. Peace. <laughs> so, as the world turns. Well, maybe maybe then the outcome is that Kyrie Irving gets arrested in Toronto. Well, I mean, there's no better fucking, there's no better like home court advantage like situation than to be like, yo, you're gonna be jailed <laughs> if you fucking break the rules here. Yeah, pretty much. But there is some good news, guys. All right, the uh, Players Association released a memo this week that players won't be subject to any random tests for marijuana this season, a policy that was adjusted since the Orlando bubble. Obviously, the restart. And obviously that went through last season as well. However, testing will continue for, quote, drugs of substance and performance enhancing substances, end quote. So no coke, unfortunately, no heroin, you know, things of that nature. <laughs> all that bad stuff. All that, well, all that bad stuff. You know. Well, John, you look disappointed. No, no, no. I mean, I, I don't like I, <laughs> I've heard, like, I saw the headlines and everything. But I'm just like, why is this like news? Like, they, they've been the so they've been at the forefront with pro pro marijuana laws, <laughs> if you will, you know. Well, and I feel like things are starting to follow, but not completely. But the NBA has always been, or at least the last few years, it feels like they've been accepting. Well, the thing is, that I think the NBA, yeah, the, during Adam Silver's like his his tenure so far, he's I think he's always been the the guy or the or the league that wants to show everyone we're setting a precedent. And the other leagues are like, oh, shit, maybe we should do something similar. You know, I think it all started from, you know, Sterling getting banned and all the way down now to this with the no no random drug testing of, of, of wheat. So it's like, yeah. uh, well, that's just yeah. that's just Adam I'm, Silver's thing, I think. I'm glad they're progressive on it. But to Sway's point, too, the NBA is such a player's league that, you know, if they do have to enforce something like the vaccine, like there shouldn't be such publicized pushback but you know what else i noticed no but hold on hold on they're not they're not pushing it they're just saying like it's up to you guys if you want to make the choice or not when you guys play in certain arenas or certain cities well no because i feel like if the nba wanted to they could get the nba could like go to new york and be like hey can you you know make an exception or approve Kyrie for an exception they could do that the the whole the whole the whole thing is they have enough power to do that, but they're not going to. And um, I think the main thing is, is that there's not enough talk about the fact that what 92% of the league is vaccinated. Well, no, 95% yeah. of the league is vaccinated. And we're sitting here talking about Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins and not being vaccinated. So I just, I just think that, I don't know. There's a, there's a whole PR thing behind it, but like, the NBA should be pushing, like, we're 95% vaccinated. That needs to be out there way more. Well, they are. I just think they're just trying to push the fact that, you know, mental health is a big issue that they had, they're they not forgetting about in all of this. True. All right? True. So, yeah. Smoke your weed, peeps. Level level out that anxiety. That's pretty much that. I just think it's funny that, uh, <laughs> thinking back to the COVID, to the, you know, getting vaccinated, like, 
Wiggins comes comes out and says like, yeah, you know, I got it. But then he like <laughs> he's can tell he's so pissed off about it. He was like, we'll see what happens to me in like ten years or so. Hopefully, I'm all right, you know. But you know, yeah, I did what I had to do, you know. <laughs> it's like in other words, like Andrew, you guys made me do this, and I'm pissed. I'm pissed off about uh, it. In other words, Curry said, "Stop being a douche." Yeah. Oh, we're gonna trade your ass. Right. Like, like we like you as a player, but you're not vital to this team's success. We can replace you. Right. Okay? Hey, and and by the way, uh, I left the uh, bag of weed for you at your locker. So. Yeah, uh, I got that curb <laughs> and, and several, oh. several, several already. You know, rolled up uh, specialties for you. You know, Kerr pulls certain players aside. You know, <laughs> if he wants to, he, he smokes a little bit with him. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. And that's called team bonding. Hey, uh, I don't think it's like a big team session, but you know, no, no, I mean? no, no, I'm not saying one on one with certain players. Like you know, I would, I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be surprised. We're all, we're all just, we're all just spitballing here, all right? Don't, don't take this. Don't yeah, yeah. Serious. I mean, not, I mean, not what he is, you know. <laughs> the, the one of the, uh, one of the, you know, core guys. Yeah. All Imagine right. if that broke. Imagine if that story broke. Steve Kerr smokes with his players. Everyone would just be like, "Is that a big story?" I know. Right? Everyone would be like, "Duh, bro, that would be a huge story." Is it? Ten years ago, it is. I don't know. Huge story. That'd be a huge story. Yeah, really. During the season where he had like, you really think that'd be a big story? He had like back issues, and he'd be like sitting down in a chair during. I think his, the like, only way it's a big, yeah, the only way it's a big story is if someone's filming it. If they, yeah. if they get caught on on That's camera. What I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I thought you just meant like a report. Like, a no. Report. Yeah, everyone, way, everyone, I... everyone knows he he partakes because of like his back issues and shit. And, oh. Like half of his like press conferences. Yeah, but but you can't just be burning it down with your players, man. Like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not saying, but I'm not saying that. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I don't think it would be a big story. It would, it's inappropriate, but I don't think it would be like a big story. Oh no, no, the 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 the, the talking heads would be like, hey, what is the league allowed this to come to? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think I think that's I think that's a thing. if they go into the strip club together, that's a big story. Like, all right, let me ask you this: one more question. While we're if they got caught in the strip club together with the coach, that would be that's a bad look. It's an awful PR move. While we're on the while we're on the marijuana topic and the NBA, how much of the NBA do you think smokes? Let's let's say a low ball. What fifty percent? No, not that high. Thirty thirty percent. Thirty five, maybe. Okay. I say forty. All right. How um? How come no one's ever caught him smoking a blunt anywhere? Like, when have you ever seen a player smoking? Like, because who? What professionals smoke at their job, man? What do you mean? Yeah, most of the time, like at least back in the day. Oh no! When it was frowned upon, it was always like they got caught with it in their car, they got arrested. When they pretty much when there was a when exactly it was like though, a bad, when it was, when it was publicity yeah when it was like a yeah when it was bad publicity towards the NBA that's when it was bad, it was like more See, that was, that's why ten years ago that kind of story would would be a huge story it'd be like it's a different time but that was like when they got arrested I'm just saying like you know they definitely go out to like they go out places and smoke and you see people with cameras all the time like no one's ever got like it's it's it's, it's nice unspoken rule I think that's out there no. Just don't, yeah, just don't. Well, I mean, I know a lot of teams that have like people that are hired to make sure players are not, they're not like, you know, putting that shit out there. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because in the, the, the new uh, Brooklyn Nets, the, the, the book about Kyrie and Durant, yeah. there's a chapter where they just, the, the guys openly was just like, right after practice, Durant goes to his car and just lights a joint and just smokes in the parking lot. <laughs> so, like, I totally know. Yeah. It's cool. It's not like, but like, and like that's his thing. Like he does that often. Like after practice, he's just chilling in the parking lot and he's just burning down and he'll leave. But yeah, again, ten years ago, you're not gonna see that in a book. Like, no. All right, and finally, in case you missed it, congrats to uh, Paul Gasol, who has officially retired after 19 NBA seasons, playing with the Grizzlies, Lakers, Bulls, Spurs, and Bucks, and led the Lakers in Game Seven of the 2010 <laughs> I would say, no Bucket Finals. Uh, from this podcast, no way. I mean, just on his career, not anything else. I'm just saying, no. career. But anyways, the Lakers, they say they plan to retire his number at some point in the near future. So, that's good it. for you, Paul. You'll always be a llama. <laughs> nah, I give him props. He was, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a, he's. I don't know what is he. <laughs> I he's one of. I, I, I don't know. He's not one of the top. He's not one of the top power forwards, right? Is he one of the top? I mean, he's one of the top. Uh, foreign players ever. Guys, guys, 
Okay. Yeah. That, that, that night was the second worst. All right, all right. I mean, I didn't bring this up to fucking talk about that night. <laughs> well, that's the first thing that pops in my head as soon as you said it. Exactly. Name. First thing that pops into my head, too. Well, we if you're going to talk about that game, the first thing that pops in my head is fucking Ron, Ron Artest's bogus ass three pointer, but that's just me. Nah, mine, mine is Paul Gasol living at the free throw line in that fourth quarter for no freaking reason. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, we're not bitter or anything, you know? Let's just, you know. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. second worst night. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Bill, Russell, Bill Russell said that the Celtics would win, you know, two or three in that era. But no, but, you know, it's what it is. It is what it is. Bro, Bill Russell. <sighs> Bill Russell was there. Yeah, he was. And had to give the truth. Jeez. I think that was the first year that they had renamed it. That was the it, right? first year yeah. they named it after. Yeah. 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 Anyways, congratulations, yeah. Paul Gasol. Good yeah. job, bro. Yeah. Good job. In all seriousness, yeah, a great career. I don't, I don't know. That, okay. that, that's where I stand with it. All right. He can go to the Hall of Fame whenever he goes to the Hall of Fame. It's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Follow cool. us on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. <laughs> Get up CausewayStreet.com for all your Celtics news, rumors, and opinions. Kobe had a t- freaking bad shooting night that guy gave. Awful too. shooting <laughs> night. Awful shooting. Oh. Uh, hit up patreon.com slash causeway for our after hours content. All right. Absolutely. We got a new episode coming out this week and, uh, your chance to sign up, of course, for the brand new Jersey, get yourself ready for the new upcoming Celtic season. I mean, a lot of choices, a lot of new Jersey numbers, regardless of where this team is going to finish, man, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I think, I think if anything, that's going to be refreshing compared to, Last year, where I just felt like sometimes I'm like, yo, are you guys even putting effort? To, like, are you guys even like giving it all you got? It, it's, most nights it was, it was, it was, uh, you can tell that they weren't, you know? So. Yeah. That'd be great. New coach, new era. Let's go. And if you guys are, uh, in Boston on Sunday, look out for Causeway Street. We're going to be at the Sox game, kid. Oh, shit. Yeah, we are. We in there. Re- I've been thinking about it all day, and I forgot during this podcast, and I just remember, just reminded me again. I can't wait, man. Hey, Hell yeah. Go Sox. And as always, Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate. Let's wish for a peace in the Middle East. And until next week, we are out. See ya.